All right, I guess it's my turn. Let me get situated here. I got trying to balance mask, sunglasses, microphone. Everybody good? I don't believe you. <laughs> no, glad to see everybody. I know we've said that, but uh, you know, you go a few weeks. A lot of you have been uh, off work or, or working remotely. Uh, you can be a pastor during a pandemic, but it just doesn't really feel like it, right? You can call people and, and uh, see how everybody's doing, but uh, there's nothing like seeing people face-to-face and, and uh, having some conversations and maybe hugging if nobody's looking, right? That's all good. So today, I want to start with a poem, and I'll explain why in a second. Uh, it's called Caged Bird by Maya Angelou. It says, a free bird leaps on the back of the wind and floats downstream till the current ends and dips his wing in the orange sun rays and dares to claim the sky. But a bird that stalks down his narrow cage, you know what, Matt, let's bail on this side. This is uh, too short to deal with a microphone the whole time, so is what it is. I'll start again. A free bird leaps on the back of the wind and floats downstream till the current ends and dips his wing in the orange sun rays and dares to claim the sky. But a bird that stalks down his narrow cage can seldom see through his bars of rage His wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. A caged bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still, and his tune is heard on the distant hill, for the caged bird sings of freedom. A free bird thinks of another breeze, and and the trade winds soft through the sighing trees, and the fat worms waiting on a dawn-bright lawn, and he names the sky his own. But a caged bird stands on the grave of dreams. His shadow shouts on a nightmare scream. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. The caged bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still. And his tune is heard on the distant hill, for the caged bird sings of freedom. So poetry throughout history uh, has been used as... Um, a way of expressing emotions, expressing thought, uh, kind of a record of experiences, and, and, and poetry in many ways has a way of triggering imagination, inspiring new ideas and ways of thinking, and, and in other ways, it, it simply gives words to people and even to movements that are at a loss for words, and as I said earlier, we're going to be in the book of Psalms over the next three weeks, 150 chapters in three weeks, I think we can get it done, but Psalms is no different. It's a book of poetry, and in many ways, like other poetry, even has a greater purpose. So there's 150 chapters, 150 songs, 150 poems in the book of Psalms, uh, mostly attributed to David, but we know there are at least seven authors of the Psalms, even up to as many as a dozen, depending on who you ask. Um, but this, this collection of poems is kind of like, how many of you guys grew up uh, kind of through late 90s into the 2000s, where every year they would put out a a, a now or a wow worship CD. Anybody remember those things? They take all the best worship songs from the last year and put them together. Psalms is kind of like that. It's, it's a collection of these ancient Jewish worship songs collected, these, these poems that were collected and really reformatted for a purpose of worship 
and prayer, very similar to what Jesus did for us by giving us the Lord prayer. When he said, this is how you pray, this is what I want you to pray. Psalms kind of does that. It gives them a direction of how to pray, how to sing, how to express yourself to God. Uh, Things like honor and confession and, and repentance, expressing your needs, expressing thanks, expressing worship. So that in all the seasons of life, the Psalms can be a powerful God, a powerful guide of what to say or what to sing to God. Now there's there's about seven categories of psalms that most people would give them. We're going to hit the big three over the next three weeks. Uh, the three most the three most common uh, categories: one being hymns, which we'll hit today, psalms of lament, and psalms of thanksgiving. I think these are definitely beneficial for the time that we're in and what we're experiencing as a nation, as a community. Uh, and a couple weeks ago, I would have said just because of the coronavirus, but now with, uh, with the protests and more and more light being shown on the issue of racism and, and how that's divided our country, I think that the Psalms can give us words for our emotions, words for our feelings, words when there is a lack of words for how to express ourselves. Um, so certainly beneficial now, but I think beneficial in the long run uh, because the Psalms have a, are, are a great thing to incorporate just into your regular spiritual habits and the way the things that you read and the way that you pray and the way that you interact with God in your pursuit of Him. So each week, honestly, we could, we could do a ton of full-length sermons on the Psalms, uh, but because the kids are here, we're, we're trying to keep this concise and keep it kid-friendly. Uh, and so we'll just do a very uh, kind of a concise version overlook of these three different categories. And I'll, I'm going to leave the deeper stuff to you. I want to encourage you, if something piques your interest, either one of these categories or any of the psalms that we're going to look at, um, I really encourage you, take some time in the week after to dive deeper, um, find some supplemental resources. Uh, I know right now media has some great videos that you can check out that dive into the psalms a little bit. So, so the deeper stuff I'll leave to you, but I want to leave, uh, just kind of give you some tools for your tool belt over the next three weeks. So first one that we're going to hit are psalms that are hymns. Now, believe it or not, hymns have nothing to do with the big red songbook in the lawn chair in front of you, right? Those are, how many of you guys grew up with pews at church where the books were in front? All right, I've got a few, got a few old school people here. Yeah, Anhurst, I see that hand. All right. I grew up with the hymn books. This, these are not the hymns that I'm talking about, right? Uh, Charles Wesley, may he rest in peace, wrote some great songs. We're not, not talking about his hymns. We're talking about the psalms. So Psalm 96 and Psalm 146 are the ones I want to read today. Psalms that are hymns, and then we'll kind of explain what those are and, and what they mean for us. So Psalm 96, reading from the NLT, got a nice new Bible, came in the mail yesterday. I'm going to preach out of the NLT every once in a while just to mess with you. So Psalm 96, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and beauty fill his sanctuary. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let the earth tremble before him. Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. 
Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with his truth. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Are you picking up on the theme here? Let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There's no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they return to the earth and all their plans die with them. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, and he frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever, and he will be your God throughout the generations. A hymn is a song of pure praise. A song of pure praise. It's a psalm that we sing when our relationship with God is uninhibited by our current circumstances. Words of praise, words of worship, words of exaltation, words of adoration, words of honor. These are words that are not enhanced because of anything particularly great that's happening in our lives, but they're not hindered by anything that might be negative happening in our lives. It's a song of pure praise. Now, there's a couple sides to, to this type of thing, a couple sides to the hymn. Number one, a hymn tells God how awesome he is. It just simply tells him how awesome he is. Maybe, maybe because you've finally seen it or experienced it for yourself, but maybe you declare it even if you haven't experienced it or aren't experiencing it, but you declare it just because it's true. Most of the time, when it comes to a hymn, when it comes to declaring how awesome God is, you're simply speaking back to him what he's told you about himself, what he's revealed to you about himself, right? So, so you read through just uh, Psalm 146 that we read. You, you read, don't put your confidence in power, f- powerful people. There's no help for you there. Uh, but joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper. God, joyful am I because I have the God of Israel as my helper, right? He gives justice to the oppressed. God, you give justice to the oppressed. And so many times a hymn, an act of praise, is simply repeating back to God what he's told us about himself. Not because of anything that we're experiencing or that we have experienced, but because he told us and because we believe it's true. That's also why a hymn is often called a psalm of orientation. Because it's, it's when your mind is right and it's not overcome by any extreme circumstances to the positive or the, or the negative. And so your heart and mind are naturally oriented to the fact that God is God and he's worthy of your worship. The second side, not only are we repeating back to God and declaring truth about him back to him, but when we're singing a hymn, when we're living a hymn, when we're declaring a hymn in some way, it also calls on others to recognize that truth and respond in the same way. So they can see you. They can hear you. And your song, your declaration is basically saying, come and see what he's done 
If you saw what he was capable of, if you experienced what I'm experiencing, if you knew what I knew, you'd be singing right now too. A hymn is contagious because the energy and the passion are that of someone who puts the glory of God on display completely independent of the circumstances in their lives. See, we're going to talk about a lament next week. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving the week after. And those kind of, like, those make sense, right? Someone might say, well, of, of course you're weeping right now. You're in the midst of a very devastating circumstance. Or of, of course you're expressing worship and thanksgiving right now. God has blessed you. He's answered your prayer. He is intimately involved in your life. Things are going well for you. Of course you're expressing words of thanksgiving. But a hymn, through anything good, bad, and ugly, is pure praise in any and all circumstances. It kind of makes it, a hymn would kind of be a strange way to witness to someone, a strange way to share the gospel. Like, hey, you, you need to trust Jesus. You need to give your heart to him. Well, why? 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 Like, well, why wouldn't you? Right? Like, there's not a lot of explanation because when you're declaring a hymn, and you're sharing the gospel in the form of a hymn, it's not, well, because of this, or because he'll do this for you, or, or he'll mean this in your life, or you're experiencing this now, but eventually you'll experience this. A hymn has nothing to do with those things. A hymn is simply because. Because. Because he told me who he is, and he told me what he's about, and he told me what he represents, and I believe him, and so I want to tell you that too. It's a, it's a song of pure praise. And so we sing hymns. We sing songs of pure praise to God because, number one, he's worthy of it in spite of our circumstances. And number two, it really is the natural outpouring of the heart of a believer. And number three, it's an expression that can't be ignored by an unbelieving world around us. And that's really the overall intent of the book of Psalms. It's it's even to the Israelite people at that time, it's, it's a reminder, it's an encouragement, it's a command to praise the Lord. And Psalm 1 kind of lays it out as an introduction where it says, hey, blessed are those who absorb the word of God. Blessed are those who absorb this book. Why? Because they will encounter a God who is clearly worthy of our praise. So I got three things I want you to do this week. You're like, oh, no, I just thought we were getting together. The kids are done with homework. Now it's grown-ups time. No, the kids are in on this too. A couple things I want you to do to kind of dive into this with us this week. First one, I want you to jump in and pray through one of the recommended hymns from the Psalms. I'm going to give you some chapter numbers. Pull out your phone, please. Pull out something to write with if you carry around a pen and notepad still. Not that that's bad. It's just... Not as common. So here are some options of hymn, of psalms that are hymns. Psalm 29, 47, 96, which we read today, 98, and then 146 through 150, the last five in the book of Psalms. 29, 47, 96, 98, 
and 146 to 150. I want you to pick one of those. Now, you, may, uh, you might want to read through all of them and kind of go back to the one that you like the most. I don't care if you go any, meeny, miny, mo. I don't care. Just pick one, read it, and pray through it. Pray through one of those recommended hymns. And then here's what I want you to do. This is going to be a little bit more scary. I want you to pull up sometime this week your favorite song. Uh, maybe it's on iTunes, maybe Spotify, maybe you pull up the video on YouTube, whatever platform you want to use. Pull up your favorite song. I don't care if it's Andy Griffith sings the hymns, right? That's what my grandparents had in their, their minivan driving around back in the day. Pull it up, play it. If you need to be alone, cool. If you want to do it as a family or a couple, cool. But play it loud and just unleash a hymn. Sing along like like nobody's watching, even if somebody's watching, right? And just, just have a moment of pure praise. And we're all experiencing different circumstances this week, right? All of our jobs are kind of at different places. All of our school stuff is at different places. Uh, we've seen and even taken part in some of the protests over the last couple weeks and been impacted by, by all of that in different ways. So no matter what the circumstances you're living this week, just have a moment of pure praise, with your favorite worship song. Okay, now the third one is getting progressively scary. I want you to take maybe, uh, and you've got some options, either the hymn that you chose to read through or that song that you like or maybe a poem that you like from a, a Christian poet or something and post it on social media. Maybe if Facebook is your thing, if Instagram's your thing, post the link to the video, type out the poem or the hymn, and put it out there as an opportunity for your hymn, your pure praise, to have an impact on others who might be reading and watching. And possibly, um, as kind of a challenge 3B, and this would be great for the kids as well, write your own hymn. Write your own poem of pure praise. That might be a cool thing to do. That might be a nice project for the kids this week, um, now that school's wrapping up. So jump in and read one of those recommended hymns. Uh, have a time with your favorite song to just have a moment of pure praise and then post one of those hymns or songs or, or poems or whatever uh, on Facebook. Um, and the band's going to come. And what we're going to do is we're going to close with a couple more songs and just have an opportunity uh, as a body to have a moment of worship, to sing a couple modern-day hymns, I guess, and have a moment of pure praise because we serve a God who is worthy of our worship. And our worship not only orients our hearts in the right direction, but it also opens the doors for others to experience the same. Let's pray, and then we'll sing. God, uh, thank you again for this opportunity to gather together. Uh, God, the gift of beautiful weather that we don't have any question about being out here. God, thank you for um, each family, each individual. God, thanks for the little kids that are here today and that we can worship together as families. Um, God, I pray that going forward, whether it's this week or even beyond, um, and even whether it's Psalms or some other scripture, God, may it be the driving force behind the things that we do um, and the things that we celebrate and the things that we maybe even denounce. But God, I pray that your word would be active in this world today. As, as people around this country exercise their freedoms, to express themselves, to enact change in their communities. God, I pray that all of that would be awesome and powerful, but that at the same time, your word would go forth as the driving factor in the changes that are made. 
and the things that people experience. God, don't just change our laws. Don't just change our communities. God, change hearts, change minds in a way that only you can through the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, we love you and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand with us.